Welcome back to AA with John and Kev. Kev, what's going on today, man? How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. Thanks for asking. How about you? Not too bad. Um, you know, I think as I mentioned to you last week, I had to give you a call because, you know, I had a coronavirus scare, which is kind of freaky. But uh, And it was just a scare. Yeah. You know, and I'll roll into that. Um, you know, in terms of I wanted to start this podcast off with the way people have told me, and I feel like a lot of people have heard this too. Like, it doesn't matter whether it's like friends, family, colleagues, doesn't matter what it is. People tell me that the coronavirus test is like the most agonizing and torturing thing that's like, oh, you the can stick go up the nose. Yeah, like for some reason, people explain this to me. You know, that basically they get this 72 inch long Q tip and they shove it in your face. It's like it's brutal face rape. I felt mine, <laughs> I, I had one and I felt it in my eyeball. Seriously? Yeah. Holy heck. So we have. Two different I mean, I'm sure this. it was just perceived, but yes, it was extremely uncomfortable. I, I mean, I'm, I'm saying I, I know it didn't actually touch my eye, but <laughs> but I swear to God, there was two nurses, dude, and I swear the younger one was like laughing at me Yeah, and the face I was making. So maybe there are, I guess, just different facilities that test differently, and I kind of want to just explain my story of how I actually went in like so freaked out because of all these stories that I heard. You know, cause so many people said like this Q-tip's going to go into your brain. You're basically going to go into this facility smarter than you are coming out like you're losing portions of your brain basically it's how people explained it almost like because they're stabbing you in the face like face banging you but you know again i had my test last tuesday and i go in there and um of course i'm having this misconception this idea that you know it's going to be horrible i'm going to be tortured and then you know i set up my appointment and i go in and this younger gentleman i don't know if he's young he just kind of seemed youngish very nice uh takes me any kind of gives me the idea of what the test is going to be like. He starts it off saying, okay, we're going to do this and this and whatever. And the way he explains it, he makes it seem as if, you know, it's going to be just a pile of puppies and kittens. Like it's nice. It's going to be a breeze. So uh, initially I'm like, okay, well this doesn't sound horrible. And then he's the, he gets to the portion where he says, um, well, we have to do 10 seconds in each nostril. So I start thinking again to myself, I'm like, okay, so now I'm getting face banged in both nostrils. That's way different than what I experienced. (laughs) (laughs) They must. Mine was really early on. Mine was like like March or April. I'm going in there thinking, all right, well, I get to lose the virginity in one of my nostrils today against my will, whatever. Right. And then he says that. I'm like, okay, now it's both nostrils. This yeah. is going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. But then he gets in there, and, you know, it's maybe, if you can picture a Q-tip, um, it's just on the cotton, like the depth of it, how far along the Q-tip it is, that's as far as he went in. Basically as if he was just, you know, kind of, just swabbing the rim. You just Yeah, just kind of cleaning the snot out of my nose. He mm-hmm. did the left one, and I start to think to myself again, I'm like, I don't know if this guy's playing a simple little game of just a tip here and just kind of warming my nostril up to just <laughs> Four bang play. it. Foreplay. <laughs> yeah, dude, I wasn't really sure. And, uh, you know, because that's that was my idea going in, that this guy's shoving it in my face. You know right, what I mean? Right, no, that's how it happened to me. They, they fucked me. <laughs> and, again, that's my whole thought going into this thing. And when mm-hmm. he left that nostril and went to the second one, now I'm thinking again. I'm freaking out. I'm like, now he's just playing just the dip with both of my nostrils, dude. I don't know what's going on. He comes in with like a like a freaking eight foot like dildo. <laughs> I meant to say inch. <laughs> eight foot's unrealistic. Of, I'm sorry. You know, again, all these you know preconceived notions that I went going into that. It's the only actual correct thing you know about you know how people describe the test to me is this extremely long Q-tip. Mm-hmm. It is an intimidating Q-tip. You're like, oh okay. no, mine wasn't even like a Q-tip. I swear, the one that was mine was like the. The stick was like the thing was like two feet long. I mean, yeah. it was long. Yeah, and it, the it was almost as thin as fishing wire all the way up to the end. It looked like it had like what you used to like floss your teeth, those sticks. Mm-hmm. 
and they just jammed it up. It was like a you know things might be going wrong if like you grab it at spear. the other end. <laughs> you know, I mean, like if you grab it way down the stick, you're like, okay, this yeah, is going in me. No. Oh my gosh, just thinking about it makes me. But cringe. that's the thing. Mine wasn't like that at all. And you know, once he finished up with my right nostril, and he says like, all right, buddy, well you're finished up, and he puts he breaks the Q-tip number one because they make a little perforated mm-hmm. thing so it can break down and fit into the tube. When he says, all right, buddy, you're finished up, I'm gonna get this taken out, and uh, we'll have a nurse in to see you in a second or a doctor or whatever. And I start thinking, I was like, okay, well, I'm almost into the point of enjoying this coronavirus test. That's cause like, <laughs> it felt good, but I was like, I still got snot in here. Right. Okay, don't, don't finish up. Yeah, I'm, you're not done, buddy. It's, it's basically going to be a sense where it's like a facial. I'm going to call next week and be like, coronavirus, man, right. let me, I want the deluxe package, please. Did 10 extra up, seconds did, per nostril. You ended up getting your nose hairs waxed, I saw. Yeah, yeah, that was. That's a, that's therapeutic as well. I, I thought it was going to be horrible, and it wasn't. But no. uh, actually, sorry to switch back and forth, but you know, when it came to that test as well, the worst part of it was because when the nurse finally came in, she gave me, because like my Sinuses were so congested I couldn't breathe through my nose. So she gave me this like anti-inflammatory kind of steroidal nasal spray. And she's like, all right, I'm going to shoot this into your nose, blah, blah, blah. That was far worse than the test itself. Oh, yeah. I'm not good at nasal sprays and I have mine in there. Right. I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. It's the first time I've ever done it. And when I spray it, it just instantly shoots to my throat and I start choking mm. on it. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. That's worse than the test. But, you know, it's still going to continue with the story. And, you know, it seems like no matter the doctor's office you go to, um, once they finally say, like, they, when you typically go to a normal doctor's office, um, they kind of do a little screening of you, I guess, to kind of check your mental health initially, if you can picture that. Um, then they no, say, they all say, right. say, how many days a week do you feel sad? Yeah, morning? stuff yeah. like that. And they do that initial screening, and then they'll leave and say, all right, a doctor will be in to see you mm-hmm. shortly. And it's, n- it's never shortly. No. It's, you're, it doesn't matter if there's one car in the parking lot. It's going to be 45 minutes, no matter what. <laughs> I don't know why. I would say at least 10. <laughs> it feels like a, a lifetime. But for me, legitimately, because I was watching the time, because I was considering, like, hey, am I going to work today? Whatever. It was like 27 minutes. I was in there waiting just by myself. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And there was no one there, which kills me. And there's another thing that just annoys the hell out of me when it comes to doctor's offices. When you're sitting in there and it feels like an eternity that you're waiting, all of a sudden you're just watching the door and then... <laughs> and you're like, first of all, why why are you knocking? Yeah, you, know, you just walk right in. Doc, what do you think I'm doing in here, buddy? Yeah, he walks in <laughs> and he's like, sorry, we're swamped out here. And you're like, I'm the only person here, dude. What do you mean? Like to think about it as well, like on that knock, I, I'm curious if it's like if he's really thinking I don't want, don't want to disturb his privacy or something. It's like, Doc, you wait. I mean, imagine what if I am Jason it in here? That little knock, knock, and then not open an, the door, not, not, enough, not time. enough time to get my penis back in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> no. But that just cracks me up to think it's like if I was a doctor, I'm gonna I'm not gonna knock. I'm walking right in there like, all right, bud, let me finger your face. Let's figure out what's going on here. Let's get you some meds <laughs> no, dude. so you can leave. I'm not Mine, gonna. I'm gonna tell you something, dude. Mine when you this is funny because we're equating this to like some kind of like sex act, mm-hmm. the the coronavirus test, and I face bang. Mine was like a back alley <laughs> prostitution operation, dude. Because <laughs> I pulled up to the doctor's office in Willard. It's mm-hmm. just like a little clinic. And like they said, call a number when you get here. So I called the number and they said, pull up to the rear ex- the rear entrance for the employees. Automatically sketched out. <laughs> so I pulled down there and then I saw another guy that actually worked where I worked at the time. Mm-hmm. And he like gave me some, he like rolled down his window. He's like, I just got mine. He's like, this is how you do it. Blah, blah, blah. Told me how to do it. So I, I go down there and these two nurses just walk out with the thing and I'm just roll down my window and pull down my mask and they shove the thing in my nose, like outside, like while I'm still in my car. <laughs> Did not go into the doctor's office at all. It yeah, felt really like, like at least like take me to dinner. <laughs> like shit, we're just gonna do this right here in my car. <laughs> Damn, it's amazing to me too. And 
I don't know if it took like a little bit of time for them to figure out some sort of different practice of actually testing people or how deep they actually have to go in someone's face against their will. But it's yeah. not, I mean, we're consenting. We want the <laughs> test. I mean, it's just everyone has always said it's like basically you're going to be face banged against your will. <laughs> you know, it's just right. funny to me. I've always taken that so like it's very funny. But yeah, I don't know if they kind of figured out a different way to collect that specimen because they did not go deep in my face at all. No, didn't you say it was the rapid test though? Like you had your results quickly, didn't you? Yeah, it was within like 14 hours or so. 14, okay. 15 hours. So yeah, that's I think that's a different kind of test. Yeah, I don't know. But mine, listen, I had a second test that I never got the results for. Um It's weird. Super. I went this one was at Willard Mercy. This one was ordered by the first one was ordered by where I worked at the time. The second one I did myself because I I felt like I wasn't tasting properly. My taste was off and that's a huge sign that something might be wrong. Yeah, a major symptom. So I went and got a COVID test, and when I got there, they, she said the wrong name. She's like, she was looking for somebody else. She came out to my car again. I didn't go in. This was at a hospital though, and and she said, she said some name, and I said no, and she said okay, I'll be right back. And then she comes back and she said, you're lucky, you get the mouth swab. We're all out of the the other ones. And I said okay. She didn't ask me my birthday. She didn't verify like really for sure. Like she just swabbed my mouth and then said That's okay, the you're good to go. Yeah, and then like I felt uneasy from the very beginning after I left there, and of course never never heard anything. Never got results. I called back to my doctor's office who originally ordered it, and they said we haven't got any word back, and you need to contact the hospital. And so I contacted the hospital and I left a message for the person that's the head of scheduling for testing. And I never got a response. I'm curious back. as to if they just because their lack of uh, diligence there and getting your name and your address, whatever the they case just may be, they just it. lost it, and they're like, well, I don't know whose yeah. results these are, man. Yeah, 100. percent That's crazy to me. I don't know what they're doing, but was that like a long time ago? Because uh, I feel like it's become no, it was months. It was okay. a couple months. Oh well, I hope they got it figured out because that is not at all how you should do it. No, <laughs> and like I, I ended up feeling fine, and HR cleared me to come back to work. Mm-hmm. Because like that was the thing, I was out of work, just waiting on these results. And after a couple of days, my taste came back, and I was like, okay, I was must have been allergies or something. I was just tripping, and then like, but my my results never came, and I eventually had to be like, HR, please, like I'm swear I'm not sick. Please let me come back to work. In a way, you almost think that's kind of a leading factor of why the spread is also continuing. You know, it's because well, it's of this incompetent. unorganized, yeah, yeah, incompetent or unorganized. It's just so many things that you know, somebody could have the coronavirus, they mess up your results, you're back into work. It's like, all right, and I'll just spread it more. Right. And, and the thing, the the biggest thing about spreading it is to me, you don't. You, I, I'm not worried. If I get it, I'm going to be sick for a couple of days, and I'm going to get over it, and it's going to be fine. I don't want to spread it to somebody. I work in a place where if you're sick or you're old or you're at risk, you shouldn't be coming into Verizon. You should be, sure. you should be dealing online or sending somebody mm-hmm. into Verizon to do it for you. you. Just give a call, man, unless you have to do something physically, but I feel like that's very rare. Right. But, well, that's what I mean. So I don't feel like I'm like I don't feel guilty for going to work, but like I'm putting it, people at risk because I'm going to work. Like you shouldn't really come to Verizon if you're if you're at risk. Big thing for me is I work very closely with my parents, so I right. can't, I have to stay away from that. So you know that's why it was so. You know I was really afraid of it too, in a sense. Like if I got it, I was around my dad, my mom. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but they're not that that old. Well, Barry, you know, has you know. Oh, he has some health. 
it's not like health issues, but he does have a higher oh, blood pressure. A couple pressure risk and, factors. Yeah, maybe. it's very minimal stuff. And you know, he's an older guy. He's well, like you 62. talk about risk factors. My dad, I'm like super worried, but I'm not so worried because he has a job where it's already his job to make sure that he does not get COVID because right. he'll really <laughs> kill an old lady. You know, yeah. if he's not at risk, certainly. Feel, that's like the number one biggest cause. I think they're second on the list in terms of delivering the vaccine to emergent issued some sort of priority list where it was like emerge or like you know emergency healthcare workers. They're going to be the first ones to get yeah. it, and it's going to be nursing homes and that yeah, kind of field and i'm so torn on what what to think or know I, th I watched a video i don't know if it was real or fake but there was some gal getting i think an injection i think it was the corona first like issued coronavirus vaccine test i guess for like the first issue release well i, I saw an old woman in the uk that was the first ass human to get the coronavirus vaccine yeah, uk rolled it, it out a little quicker than we did we've just now i think have approval yeah to, to roll it out in an emergency state for elderly and healthcare. Um, I asked my dad, though, obviously in his line of work, he would know something about that first. Yeah. Um, he said that he hasn't heard anything personally. Nobody from the government or anything has reached out to him to ask him if they're wanting the, the vaccine. Only, the only thing I think I know because of my you know profession and what I do is just the fact that I think it's Moderna and Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. Both of them are bio solutions, whatever that is. I know Pfizer is just Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. I don't know too much about Moderna, but I think those two are like the big players in actually creating the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought I saw something about it to where it was in its final stages like maybe two, three weeks ago on LinkedIn. So, and I guess we'll see, you know, I, I don't know necessarily when it's going to be released, but I'm hoping it's soon because I'm kind of sick of the life we're living right now. But, you know, to switch topics, Kev, you got some pretty big news today. Why don't you run us through that? Damn, you're going to just out me like that. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So um, it's yeah, I'm going to ask my girlfriend to marry me today. That's yeah, huge stuff, man. It is huge. It's going to be... I'm nervous as frick, which I did not think that I would be, but I am. I uh, mean, when it's your, it's a public kind of event. That's if the someone thing. Sees There's you other people... Down. And no, and people are probably going to clap and stuff. Yeah, and I don't know. I, Do you... I, what? Do you have any plan for someone to go with you and record it? Well, yeah, I think Chelsea's mom is going to do it on Facebook Live. Oh, hell yeah, dude. So I don't think I'm friends with her. That well, sucks and it's going to be a video that we'll be able to, the, the live video will be something that we can like post ourselves after yeah, yeah, the fact. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see it, dude. It's getting my heart rate up. That's why I'm not having any whiskey because I just can't compromise <laughs> like the integrity of like, my mental sure, state this sure. day. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty big step, man. I'd be nervous as heck too. I, you know, I've never even kind of considered the idea of what I would do for a proposal. Of course, I want to go big, kind of like what you're doing. It's going to be pretty awesome at what is the Toledo Zoo, right? Well, yeah, and like the craziest thing is, is this morning we're laying in bed, and freaking, I don't know. She's scrolling through Facebook like always. She comes across this post where it says, "Will you marry me, Kelsey?" And it's like at a a lights festival, like we're going to. Mm -hmm. And it says, "If you're going to the so and so lights festival and your girlfriend's named Kelsey, make sure you avoid it today if you're not planning on proposing oh. to her." <laughs> and she like showed it to me, and I was like, "That's crazy." I was like, "What if we go to the zoo lights tonight?" And there's a, "Will you marry me, Chelsea?" And it's like, how does the universe make it so she sees that, shows it to me on this morning? It's unbelievable. And then I have to freaking say that, and then it's like, <laughs> but it's like I feel like it, the the uh, like the way that the conversation went would make her think like there's no like right. it was so I was just so like right back and I didn't pause or get like oh so like, I think once it happens though too I think it's gonna be like oh my god I think yeah it's and just she, that build up is she so cool. is slick dude she she's like a spy I feel like she has like a inkling but at the end of the day I think she's like there's no like there's no way he would I think she thinks that I would like 
have a tell in some way. Sure. I don't think so. I mean, I mean, she might think that, but I mean, I don't think I'd ever get that kind of vibe from you. You're just too smart. I think you can plan things out so well, you know, then hide it. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I'm going to really ask her after the fact. I'm going to say, okay, like, what do you think happened? How did we get here? Like, what did I do to get, th- that's get this going? I'm trying to think. I mean, do you plan to like wear anything kind of special? Because I think that's going to be the biggest thing to give it away. If you well, like, no, no. I'm going normal clothes. Yeah, 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 I can't. Yeah. I'll get all dressed up. That yeah. for sure give it away. She would be like, why do you, we're going to take the boys to see the lights. Why are you getting all dressed up? That'd yeah, be strange. I, I don't yeah, just, do that. I'm just trying to picture, you know, a lot I've seen, I haven't ever seen a proposal, but I mean, I try to picture what it would be like. I don't know. It's just tough to think. That's of. something that I hope she's not mad because I know she's not going to show out either because right. it's just, it's just a just typical day going yeah. to see the zoo lights. You know? But yeah, um, who knows? I mean, she, she's eager. So I know no matter what, She's just wanting it. She's so, pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, she sure is. So. And that's the thing. It's going to be sweet like to have my baby born in you know early next year, and then my sister gets married in October of mm-hmm. next year, and then we plan on getting married in October of 2022. Oh, nice. Just to give us a, t- a crap load of time to figure out yeah, of course. COVID to pass, like things can maybe be back to normal by then. And it's like we don't want to sell ourselves short. You know what I mean? There's no reason to rush something like that. How old is Chelsea? She's twenty six, twenty seven. Twenty six. She'll be twenty seven. She'll be twenty seven in in a couple like days. I don't January. Think third. there's any twenty seven year old gal out there who has a child and then pregnant with the second and has been with a guy for many many years now that's trying to move any slower. You know what I mean? I think no matter what at that stage in her life, we're trying to get this ball rolling. We're trying to get married. We're trying to figure things out. So <laughs> right, and we we certainly are, but. Our thing was we wanted an October wedding because that's when like we started seeing each other was in the month of October and it's also gorgeous and and Halloween is just like an awesome time for like we both love that time of year, mm-hmm. um, so but we so we wanted to get married in October. I've always well, told uh, myself that if I was to get married, it'd be <coughs> in my opinion a fall wedding. I think fall weddings a nice outdoor wedding. I think is nice. I'm not gonna be sweating in my suit because it's gonna be no, nice. Cool yeah, weather. I would never do like a <laughs> like a July wedding. That'd oh, be dude, I don't know how people get married in like the this fucking summer we had, dude. That was like a whole month of 95 degrees. Yeah, there are be, people having outdoor weddings. Yeah, that's cray. If, if you wore a gray suit and got married during that time, I feel terrible for you. <laughs> put some pads underneath the those wool, pits. the wool suit. Oh my goodness, man! I guarantee you saw Scratch. pit stains for days. Yeah, those they're probably yellow. Just one <laughs> rental. One <laughs> rental's worth and they're charging you for the whole suit from those sweat stains. How to get it intense, intensified dry clean <laughs> to get this stuff out, but I just I just couldn't do it. October like would be perfect. That's though. what I'm saying, and it's not even a fall w- fall wedding. It's an October wedding specifically. That's what we both feel is, you know, and it would be perfect. I don't know, we could pull up a calendar. If if there if October thirteenth was a Friday in October in twenty twenty two that would be phenomenal but I doubt that the universe would be that kind to allow that I don't know but Friday the thirteenth wedding in October and October thirteenth is the day that I officially like asked her to be my girlfriend yeah I'm actually gonna take a look at that and you said what date in October it's October thirteenth twenty twenty two October thirteenth twenty twenty two what the fuck man there it is October thirteenth Falls on a Thursday. Damn, one day short, but still, that means that the the next day is a Friday. So, yeah. oh, sick, sick honeymoon <laughs> start. It's Friday the fourteenth. Have you guys ever talked about what your dream honeymoon would be? No, I mean just probably somewhere that looks like in one of those like uh, shows where they put a house full of really good looking people and they bang each other, and it's always in some tropical like the real world killer. or something. Yeah, all those shows like <laughs> Are You the One and all these shows that she like watches. Jersey Shore or something. Well. And it's kind of just a group of people being put in a house that bang a lot, I guess. Right. Something like that. Something. 
I mean, but just like a tropical, like a, I don't know, I really have no clue. I well, would just, I would, I would love to go to uh, like the, like Switzerland. Like the pictures I see of freaking, like the little villages there. That's kind of what I was gonna bring up in terms of like Greece. I get the same idea yeah, that like up like the that. hill they have this crazy architecture there. It's just nothing but cement. Everything seems to be white cement, dude. And it's just everything's connected, and it is so beautiful. The water's like crazy blue. Right. And just, it's just nice. That's the thing too. I've been I've been to San Diego. I know what that like beach scenery and stuff mm-hmm. is. So like that's not. Like, I haven't only been to San Diego. You lived in San Diego. No, I know. <laughs> I mean, I've spent a significant amount of time there, right. so it's not anything. It's I'm not a little. Special. I'm. I'm a little spoiled with it. You know what I mean? A lot of people would love to go to, like, a place that's like like in Mexico or something like that. But those types of places, I've been a lot. So I'd rather go and see the world in a different way. That's not necessarily. I mean, I bet the beaches in, in Greece are are still beautiful too. Yeah, oh, for sure. And the architecture and the lifestyle and the culture and that's really seeing the yeah. world is going to places like that. And you know, I think that as well. You know, first of all. Just to end that, I, I'm crazy happy for you and crazy proud of you, and just congratulations, number oh, one. And uh, since you brought up, you know, seeing that San Diego stuff, you like, you know what that's like. You know, as you remember, I went to Long Beach for one of my conventions. Yeah, in that Long was Beach a really good weekend. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but to me, I went. I've never been to California prior to that. That was my mm-hmm. first. Trip oh well, to California. that was a really bad. That was a really bad display. They, sure, Long Beach did the Southern California a disservice with we what did, they displayed. Dude. I did take the time in our rental car to drive up to like Santa Monica and Malibu and see these beautiful places, mm-hmm. and that's not a big deal. I know it's beautiful out there. Yeah, but I, I, it's kind of going to roll me into this segment. It's not like a traditional segment, I say, but I want to get into this topic of what places are saw at or seen as compared to what they actually are because you know you know in my profession i do a decent amount of traveling mm-hmm. now i've been to some of these places that they say it's like the best place to see man you gotta go and it's just horrible you know it's, and i think we can both kind of and there's probably places that people like wouldn't quite know that are badass that are like really dope. nice you yeah know what I mean? new mexico santa fe new mexico is a cool what was ass. that place you guys went to um meow wolf it's a museum and it is dope you guys sent me snaps that was the coolest it's something thing. that if i lived in santa fe i would go there every weekend until i got sick of it because there's enough stuff to keep you occupied that long there's mysteries and things in this i mean never what seems like never ending does it have all trippy. kinds of history with like yeah kind of, okay yes it's like the it's like it's a game really it's a game it's like the the world's coolest like board game it's almost like virtual reality but it's real life because it's you you don't put a helmet on and, and go nowhere you're in life right. and you open the fridge and you would think the Isn't way I'm like explaining the portal it, into it. Well, that's there's that's not how, it's not like that. Okay. It's, it looks so normal at first, and then it just gets trippy. It's like it's seriously like tripping without taking any drugs. It's it's cool, and I wish that what I really wish is that I could just freaking actually trip, run it out, and get everybody else out of there. And just be with people that I'm cl- really close to, just and trip doing, in yeah, there. Just doing, yeah, <laughs> just trip balls in there. You know, the in terms of the lights that you, you, when you guys sent me snaps, I saw all these lights, and like it's basically as if it's a sober version of tripping in a sense. <laughs> well, yeah, but it still it leaves you feeling really, really cool. Yeah, really good inside. There was people that would like they say like you can't smoke like vape weed in here like no using like drugs or any kind like you can't do that but people you knew people would go out because they would give you a bracelet and you could go like get something to eat and come back and like 
you could tell people were like going out to their car and blazing and coming back <laughs> in. <laughs> well, just if it's a place like that, it's got to be a common thing. They're not. Yeah, they're but like, there's a lot of children bother. too. Like we talked about how Lincoln would. I mean, it's if it's cool for adults, then it's freaking beyond out of this world for a child. For children, yes. Yeah. And it is beyond out of this world cool. I so, mean, so of course, if you have the opportunity and you're in Santa Fe, go see Meow Wolf is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, they were see. they were talking about how, I mean, I was seeing things about how the business was doing really bad, and I can't imagine it's doing any better with COVID. That's a hella close. Right. You're close to people. I don't know how they would be able to structure. You'd have to rent it out to people per day. Yeah. And I bet there are rich people that are like, I'm gonna take this opportunity to, you know, go in there. Yeah. Like, there's, like, mysteries that you're supposed to solve. There's, like, papers. Like, I'm saying, like, books on shelves. It is so – the details are so, so much time put into them. It's wild. Well, I don't want any spoilers kept because I actually might – we might go see that someday. I didn't – I can't spoil anything. It's a a shame how – little time we actually had to spend i mean we had to keep a schedule we were we were staying in santa fe for one night we went an hour out of our way to stay there on Hell purpose yeah. just to just to go there and yeah, that's see awesome. that museum did you so. guys see it on like facebook or something is that what led you into yeah we saw it we yeah they have a video that went viral a couple of years ago and it i had seen it multiple times and eventually i was like dude if i'm driving past new mexico <laughs> then i'm stopping there and I'm yeah dude, for sure but yeah i mean we're getting into these places like you I don't know much about New Mexico. I've heard horrible things, and I've heard really good things. You know, what have you heard horrible? Albuquerque, New Mexico, is one of the most dangerous cities on the planet. I don't know if that's true or not, oh, but like, you know, like there's a lot meth. of bad. Just as well, it's not Breaking Bad, or not, yeah, it's not Breaking Bad kind of style. But I've just heard it's a very dangerous. It's, it's city. like a Chicago, Baltimore, yeah, Detroit, it, East Cleveland. Even for us, we're yeah, like but top ten. I don't. The thing is, is I've like I've kicked, I've kicked it in East Cleveland, so same. to me, it just doesn't. It's not. I, and we're it's same with here. people in Detroit. Like we'll admit it's hard, but it doesn't seem as hard because I mean, I know a guy named Dre from Detroit, and he says it's not as bad as people like actually see. It's like he it uh, is hard and it's difficult. Yeah. And there's a lot of people dying up there, whatever. But it's just not as bad as what everyone makes it out to be. It's more a misconception than anything. It's a little more dangerous. But if you're a regular person with a regular job minding your own business, you're probably not going to die. I have plenty of people that have moved to Detroit because they have downtown like some of the best food like you could imagine. And like the living expense, yeah, the living cost is probably not that high because it's dangerous. And not only that, they say they love it. You know, uh, I'm like, geez, everybody talks about how dangerous Detroit, Michigan is. And that then like somebody's moving there to live. Turn into like a gentrification <laughs> conversation. Yeah. Like where the, you know, they drive the locals out and just up the price of everything. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing too, like moving into this kind of topic. It's like, I've been to several different places, some that have been, like people have said it's not that great and then i've loved the heck out of it and then there's people that said like you gotta go here and then i was like dude I yeah hate i kind of cut you off with with new mexico what's your what were you, what were you getting at there? the biggest thing there was new york city and i don't i feel like people are, might actually comment on this but like dude new york city's fucking sick dude. i've go only been as far as time. buffalo i never made it all the way to nyc and i guess it was more of what i was there for that kind of ruined it for me there's beautiful things in new york of course you know just how large the city is and the city views and i actually went to the top of you know the eiffel tower and got to see the views whatever not the eiffel tower jesus christ empire <laughs> I'm an State idiot. the empire State yeah building. i knew i swear I to god to even though you made that mistake and i'm super picky about that it's like my brain auto corrected for yeah, you. i yeah. knew exactly the what empire you state <laughs> building you can pay and go up this elevator like a hundred and some odd stories and then just get views of the city and we did that and it, it's gorgeous but you know I just hated walking through every single bit of this city. You know, I, I did get to experience the food as well. It was good. But, you know, it, it seems like everybody there has these blinders on that they – these are people I'm sure that are from New York. And yeah, they get used locals. To it. They're there. But they're moving, dude, and they got their head down, and they're just not – like, they're just blank. Like, if you can imagine somebody that has a literal 
non-functioning brain. They probably have Bluetooth in their ear and they're listening to things about what their work is. And I'm telling Possibly, you, them people are. But we think we're like I was on the way here on the phone with you talking about how busy I feel. Really though, like those New York people, like especially like on Wall Street and stuff, I feel like maybe like they, maybe they're not so busy, but they're dramatically like acting busy as hell. Mm-hmm. That's what you're talking yeah, about. It, <laughs> like they're like, I don't have time. I got to keep my head down, and get where I'm going, and like they're too, they're packed in like ants almost. Like, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. and that's especially you know considering Times Square. Times Square is so. I'm sure not now because of what's going on, which actually they probably are just running it still now. But initially when coronavirus hit, I bet it was dead. I'm pretty sure that the New York mayor or the governor of New York and like the mayor and everybody is like super shut down oriented. Sure. Just like just like California. But when I went through Times Square, dude, and, you know, I don't think you can get there. You can't walk through there straight. You have to make movements because of how busy it is. And that's impressive. I don't like that. Oh, it's horrible. And there's also all kinds of people on the street trying to sell things. Have you been to Vegas? No, it sounds what you're describing to me reminds me of when I was in Vegas. That's yeah, exactly people trying to hand you stuff, people trying to hand you CDs. And I'm this watching, one guy was handing me a mixtape in Vegas and I took it and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I hope this matches. It is the same exact story. Go ahead. And he wanted me to give him money. Is this your story, too? Yes. And I was like, bro, I thought you were just trying to get exposure. I was like, that's what I was like. That is what like you're. I, I was like, I thought you were grinding, trying to get your work out there. I was like, I don't have any cash on me. He's like, you can cash at me. I was like, no, bro. I was like, take your mixtape. <laughs> he even, this it's crazy when I, I had that same exact thing happen to me in Times Square. It's wild. Maybe there. it was the same guy traveling the I U.S. Know. selling his mixtape <laughs> I mean, by force. <laughs> I'm literally in NYC for a business meeting in um, Long Island, and I'm walking down Times Square just to see everything, and I'm in a suit just trying to just try to fit in and not let people know like I'm not from here because I feel like I feel like everyone in New York can tell you're not from New York. But I'm walking past this guy, and he's shouting. He's selling mixtapes or whatever, and he says, yo, my man, you could have this mixtape for free. Just tell – or just uh, – there's, like, a link on the back of it. Just tell me – you know, send me what you think about it or Feedback. whatever. Yeah. And he – right when I grab him, I'm like, oh, thanks, man. That's awesome. I'll, I'll listen to it. I'm, I'm a big music guy, and you know, I – Tip my hat basically say, all right, see ya. And then he stops me. He's like, hey, whoa, whoa. He's like, can you give anything for that? You got anything you can give for that? And I'm like, you just said it was free. You're like, well, it's nothing's free. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> so you're a liar, <laughs> you bro? You said free. <laughs> are, you, are your verses going to be as like fake as your real self? And then I felt like an asshole because right away I just gave it back to him and then left. And as I'm walking up to see, like walking towards this guy prior to even talking to him, everybody has their head down and they pay no attention to him at all. Oh, those that's, are those no, they locals, pray, they're going to prey on the people from Ohio. Yeah. And like these little, you know, small town Ohio boys is like, we're like, oh, hey, man, you know, that's good crazy you, because when I first got it's wild because I never even noticed this. till you just talked about it. When I first got to San Diego, all the homeless people were like on me. Like, you know what I mean? Like they could smell it. But as I was there more and more. I learned to put my fucking head down and ignore them, dude. Became yeah. a local, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, and not, not, I know it's a little different. In San Diego, it's not that everybody's jam-packed like that, but the in Southern California, the homeless population is rampant. It's, it's Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just something that if you've never Even actually... Even in Long Beach, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, in Long Beach was not as bad as like, sure. how it really how bad it really gets. It's, it's good weather year-round, basically. It's well, a good it's place the best to be place homeless. to be homeless. Yeah. That's definitely true, but it's also the hardest place to actually afford rent as well. That's probably sure. why the, the homeless... They're... The, the amount of vacant vacant homes in Southern California, just even along the coast, like the most beautiful beach houses that are vacant, is it's it's sad. It's yeah. Funny. Oh, I mean, I just I mean, remember when you Chelsea and I we went down Long or that beach in Long Beach. I guess I don't know if that's actually yeah. what beach that is. Well, yeah. But there's 
like every seemed like every forty to fifty yards there was a new homeless person camping out just There's right on the needles, beach. Needles, poop, yeah, tampons, just, diapers. And I don't know if you remember this, but there was one guy sleeping like face down on the beach, and he had pants on, but the ass of those pants was yeah, ripped out. Right. Dude. His butt was just getting sunburnt <laughs> than a motherfucker. <laughs> And that, that's great. I mean, of course, there's not going to be. I'm sure there's that much or maybe even more homelessness in NYC, but I feel more horrible for those people in NYC. Dude. That's the thing. I've those never been. Months. I've never been to New York City. I really would like to go as much as you're like telling me it's a piece of shit. It depends on what you go for, I think. You go for like Broadway or something. What nice, about you might love New it. Year's Eve? And that too as well. That would probably but be fire. The problem is. You'd I went, have to have money though in a great hotel room. I went to a lot of really good bars there to have some drinks with my dad. We're both there on business. We're just having a good time. And it is fucking hard to get into any place on any street in NYC in Manhattan, dude. You cannot get into a place. So to say that being a restaurant owner in New York City is pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if you can... I mean, I looked up a long time ago. I don't know if it's still the same. We can look it up for the credibility. I think to own just a billboard in Times Square costs you 1.2 to 4.4-ish million dollars. A year? Yeah. Annually. Well, that's actually pretty good. I think that's horrible. For a year. Who looks at billboards anymore? Everything's social year? platforms. I mean, if you're talking about a month, that's a lot. But I mean, I'd have to look it up again. I think it was annually, but that's a fucking Because you're lot. talking about, remember, Super Bowl ads are like 30 seconds, and those things cost sure. like cockload. But in, in terms of viewers, everyone's watching that shit. In, times, in terms of Times Square, everyone's on Facebook and on their phone. <laughs> you know, So it's tough to see a big billboard. That's true. Yo, Sony. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's very true. It's like, I don't fucking want to buy Sony headphones, dude. I already have but my that's headphones the same, in my ear. dude. You know, as soon, we're like programmed. As soon as a, uh, something we're watching cuts to commercial, our phone is already up. As soon as we like can tell that the commercial is about to come and it's like the like the really intense part right before the commercial, our phone's like right here in our hand. In like, certain about- scenarios, I mean, yeah, they're in during the Super Bowl, not so much. I, I always watch Super Bowl with my family gen- or generally, and we're all kind of excited for the commercials. My mom the most. Right. No, so I mean, I'm the watching. same way. I'm just saying a lot of people aren't. Oh, but. sure, sure. Yeah, but yeah, for me, I think there's certain scenarios that come with that, and I think just at that just at that little, if you can remember, that Budweiser puppy commercial they always do, where it's that cute little golden lab or golden retriever, and then there's like a horse or something that's just cute as H. We're all anticipating that commercial. I'm not touching my phone during that shit. <laughs> I want to see that cute puppy and that horse and Budweiser. Dude, what and if... I want to drink one. What if the Browns go to the Super Bowl? I would piss a little bit. I mean, imagine if, you know, the Browns did win. We have never won a Super Bowl ever. That's an unbelievable thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that the last time the Browns won something, it was before the Super Bowl was actually created. (laughs) It was. It was when they had AFC and NFC champions only. And this is the thing, too. There are far more football fans than there are basketball fans. Look at the parade we had when the Cavs won in 2016. The city would burn down if we won. If the Browns, yeah. We would not have Cleveland anymore. The Browns wouldn't wouldn't exist because we would burn the city down. That'd be a sad, first energy it'd stadium. Be the, it'd be the Done. happiest, saddest day on <laughs> earth. <laughs> I know. But I think that one I'd actually go to. You didn't? Did you go downtown during that? No, parade? I didn't. I just watched it. I had to work. It was nasty, dude. It's like I mean, imagine MGK and like I think Kid Cudi, all these Clevelanders, man, they came to town crazy. Cleveland is the city. Where we come from, I guess. That's right. <laughs> Bone Thugs and Harmony. I'm sure Harmony was there. I'm sure as well. Fire. You know, it's Jr. Smith with the shirt off. <laughs> After it's just to see it, you know, because I've seen all these different pictures on social platforms. If you look at all the different wins from different teams, their parades compared to ours, it meant a lot to us. For sure. <laughs> it's crazy to me. Absolutely. But, Kevin, I think that's going to lead us into our segment that we typically do a top five in, but we're going to do something a little different. It's a little game I created called I'm a Head Out. It's going to be a selection of questions, basically would-you-rather questions, but they're fairly uncomfortable and you get one of these five questions that you can opt out of with, of course, the title, I'm a head out. 
just one. Yeah, just one. So you got five uncomfortable questions, and there's one that yes. I can say I don't want to. That's the beauty in it. Okay. All right, let's start it off with, <clears throat> out of your two parents, who would you choose? All right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> well, we started out hot. Jeez. That's, I'm going to use my one on that. That's a really fricked up question. It'd be fairly easy for me, I think. <laughs> well, there's a little different there. Considering. Um, oh, both, both my parents are wonderful people, and it'd be extremely hard for me to choose between them. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, mean, I love your mom and your dad. All right, let's move to the second here. All right, second question is, would you rather pee out of your own mouth forever or have a best friend pee in your mouth? <laughs> you mean like I'm in... Like, okay, so I'm everywhere I go, if I have to pee in public, I'm just standing at the urinal. Oh, you're peeing out of that mouth, bud. <laughs> and to prevent this, I'd have to have my best friend piss in my mouth one time. Yes. <laughs> I can imagine, like, you're going up to the urinal, There's it's filled up except one's there, and you're bent over and you're just peeing. Yeah, out that of your would. Mouth. That's, I'm going to just probably, yeah, I'm going to have you or Pablo just take one tinkle quick in my mouth. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's not the first piss of the day. Nobody said it had to be that. It could be a real quick one. This one here, I, I would actually, I agree with you there. I mean, I'm not, I, I can't, can't pee out of my mouth. Yeah, the rest Number of one, my you life. Gotta, not only are you peeing out of your mouth and it looks weird, but you got to taste that stuff forever. And your breath. Oh my goodness. I mean, especially imagine when you're drinking, you pee every 10 minutes, <laughs> dude, you're pissing. Basically like you're just throwing everything up that you're drinking. That's awesome. Okay, so good one there. All right. Third question is going to be, would you rather... Poop in your own hands or another person's hand? Doesn't matter, just a random person or it could be a friend, doesn't matter. <laughs> what a stupid question. <laughs> I would for sure poop in somebody else's hands. I'm disagreeing on that for sure, dude. I, I can't. When, my poop's already embarrassing, man. It never seems like I have a healthy poop. Well, so, that's not for. Then you don't want it on your hands, I, yeah, John. I, I have to take it. If somebody else has to see that, it's not going to be. They didn't great even for say me. if this person had to be alive. If there's ever a time in my life that I'm going to be not forgiven it's for that <laughs> i could murder somebody so you're pooping in your own hands <laughs> i have to man there's no way i could let someone see that but hey i would i definitely if somebody put a gun to my head and said hey <laughs> it's uh this is this is what it's gonna be you're gonna either take a dump in your own hands right now cup them and do it or pick a stranger and force him to let you i'm i'm finding the closest stranger i'm taking i'm like can i borrow your gun I'm going to find a like, stranger, put the gun to their head, and say, put your hands out. Now, if the question had a different kind of narrative and it said, or I guess plotted and said, you know, you could choose who it is, and then I would poop in someone else's hand. i just choose somebody I hate and just oh, shit all over yeah, their hand. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So, but <clears throat> if it's just I'm walking down NYC, like I talked about, being busy, and it's a random stranger, and it could be somebody polite, dude, I'm like, okay. Okay, so here's a, here's a little twist on the game. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Whose hands would you shit in? I mean, I'd have to find who's the most hated person in the world, and I'd have to find him. I'm Kim Jong Un. I'm shitting on that guy's hand. <laughs> I was gonna say Osama bin Laden. But... He's dead. <laughs> yeah, thanks to was that Barack Obama? That was Barack Obama. Yes, Barack was. Obama killed Osama. Why does it rhyme? It's a beauty. I don't trust Coincidency. it. I do not trust it. <laughs> All right, let's see the next question here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, okay, so this is a good one. <laughs> Would you rather shit yourself? publicly once per year <laughs> or privately shit yourself every day where did you come up with these <laughs> questions <laughs> but i love them well that's tough 
Because the the amount of humiliation you'd face pooping your pants in front of an audience, that's what it sounds like. You're saying publicly, like I have to rent a hall and invite people and say, hey, everyone, I brought you here tonight so I could do this. (laughs) And then just start doing it. Or I could just every day wake up, go into my own private bathroom, poop in my pajama pants, clean up, put it in the washer, and nobody knows. I guess, you know, again, I guess the narrative or that kind of, I guess situation was changed. You get to choose who you shit in front of. It might not be so bad, but even if I think of it again, tip, typically think that NYC crowd, they're never gonna see you again. You might just want to get might. it out of the way. We're, you never know where this podcast might take. If us. your group was chosen for you, then it'd probably be I'm shitting myself every day, dude. Like, yeah, all the people <laughs> you know and love, if they're the ones that are gonna see you, or somebody you like have a crush on or something, you or get to like, choose like that, an you know older I mean? grandparent who's like gonna pass away soon. You won't <laughs> have time to like make it it's up. The last thing they're gonna yeah. remember you for. <laughs> I'm pooping in private every day. No one needs to know my business anyhow. Oh goodness, on that one, I'm, I'd have to. I'm going with you. I side with you. I, I think I'd have to do that. All right, last one's fairly easy. I think you'll enjoy it since you had the really awkward last one. one. Last one here is: Would you rather fulfill your biggest wish or resolve your biggest regret? That one's really deep and nice, John. It's, it's fairly nice. I appreciate that. Um. Wow. Because I got some regrets. I've done a lot of things that I wish I could take back, but I In feel the same like sense, it leads you on to better things. My yeah, and it made me who I am today. And so I wouldn't change anything. I would definitely take my biggest wish of finding a bag of a one hundred million dollars in cash in it. That's my biggest wish. And sure. I would make that come true. I would just find it behind a dumpster and I would launder it and, and live a happily happily nice life forever. I mean, since your fiance is going to listen to this, you can say, I mean you already fulfilled your biggest wish. You found the love of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I have. You know what I mean? She might like that. Yeah, and that's another <laughs> thing too. I already have fulfilled my biggest wish, so I guess I could fix my biggest regret, which was not finding you sooner, babe. I oh my you. God, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. Thank you. <laughs> but there's our segment for this week. I thought it'd be a little fun. I mean, we'll get back to yeah, the top five. Yeah, that was fun. And I yeah, like it. It's going to be nice. Sure. But The top five, I think, sparked some more like um, outside conversations, but that was to the point. Uh, we learned a little bit about me. I would, if anybody out there wants to be having their hands pooped in, <laughs> um, you can find my Twitter. D- DM me. We'll get together and we can <laughs> we can get this thing rolling. The price is right, man. Everybody has their price. I mean, geez, there. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, Kev, but there's an actual site out there where women, and I'm sure you're not going to find it surprising. Nothing's going to surprise us today, but there's a site out there where women make all kinds of money selling used underwear. And this popped up on my Facebook feed. It was some sort of, you know, comedic humor on YouTube, and it came up on my Facebook feed. And there's women out there just use like they they request specific pairs of panties. Like they say, put these on. They'll send these gals panties that they want and say, go to the gym in these yeah. for an hour. I'm gonna buy them for this 100%. price. One hundred percent. And that's crazy to me. Um, that is just it's it's almost like the war on drugs. If some if people want to do something, they're gonna find that service as obscure or strange or bad as it might seem. If if people want it, they're gonna get it. But think about it, and like basically, all you have to do is have first of all, you have to be attractive and have a Facebook at that point, and you can make all you kinds do not of money. Have to be attractive. I, I mean, sure, there's a lot of people in the world that no matter what, you're gonna be attractive to somebody. Exactly. But I mean, if think if you just had that following, say you're some sort of Instagram, you know, model and you have 17 million followers and you get onto this site, you're going to have millions of dollars in a month. 
unrevenue. If you were, yeah, if you were selling, but a lot of those Instagram influencers would never be comfortable selling. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure they make enough money as it is. I'm just saying, if you built the following and you could start selling panties, how easy is it for you women? Well, Jeez. I know, and that's what I was going to get to. Not necessarily just for women. There are no, people. Who, there are people out there, whether they would be men or women of any age or anything, that everybody would pay for our fetishes. sweaty gym socks. Yeah, yeah. if you just had to find the right the right uh, de- demand for your market, and sure. you got it. Hey, number one rule in business is know your market. Yeah, so that's right. It fits. Mark Cuban. <laughs> Do you like my text? I say you, Mark Cuban. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Killed me. Oh goodness. But so what we were talking about just before that segment about the Browns and, and football, do you have any, I know you don't really pay attention to the NFL as much as uh, NCAA, but My do you Buckeyes. have any kind of, any kind of predictions on what the Super Bowl might bring? Well, you know, my initial prediction, once I saw how well the Steelers were doing, I thought the Steelers were going to take it until they started losing all kinds of people due to injury and they just don't have anybody anymore. So it, it's not, again, I don't know too much about it, but I mean, my hope is that the Browns make the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. I don't really have a prediction, I don't but I see the hope. possibility that the Browns don't make the playoffs. I mean, we are sitting pretty in our division. Well. The Ravens have lost a lot of games that have hurt them in their playoff chances, and I think that it would have to be a terrible finish to the season for us to not make the playoffs. But. Sure. What's your prediction? Um, I really, I don't know. I was asking you more to give myself time to think of it, but I have no clue. I really, <laughs> I mean, I really, I think that you know Lamar Jackson, the way he played He's the other night, unbelievable. Yeah, that could that could take him all the way. Watching him in Louisville, man, several years ago was my favorite. Like I, clearly, I'm a Buckeyes fan, Buckeyes through and through. But I would always watch every Louisville game just because he is so brilliant, dude. Like it doesn't matter. There's a true dual threat purpose to him. He's Unstoppable, lethal in accuracy. He's just so fast and just agile, man. He's a wonderful quarterback. But I mean, I, I can't believe I haven't watched more of him this year. You know, I've only seen him in the games he's played the Browns, and he smashed us once, and then the other time we. I really the, the way the Browns played the other night amazed me. There was not any more I could have asked for. I mean, we had a couple stupid mistakes that you know that's that's how it goes. But I mean, the, if if they didn't have the kicker who's going to make that astronomically long field goal and all that stuff that fell just right, I mean, we we win that game. And I'm fairly certain that the Browns kicker right now is still until our next upcoming game game is the most hated person in Cleveland. I think that he is going to hold that for at least until our next game. He is probably the most hated guy in Cleveland, probably all the way down to maybe even Columbus or Cincinnati. Well, I mean, a lot of uh, the southern part of Ohio, I mean, they are primarily Cincinnati fans. They're Bengals fans. Yeah. What a fucking shame. (laughs) Wow, dude. Beats me up because Joe Burrow is from Ohio. Oh, and he's... I love him Well, he got hurt, and that is a real... That's the true shame because, honestly, I have not saw a young quarterback, seen a young quarterback that makes me you know, feel like, wow, this dude's legend material. I swear I thought that, you know, his first game that I actually watched this season, and, you know, I watched him at LSU, and it's um, he was the most accurate quarterback I've ever seen, putting him way in front of Dwayne Haskins, who I thought was one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've ever seen. Well, so. you, I don't start, that's what I'm saying. The difference between you and I is you kind of judge your players based on when they left college sometimes i really do wait until a man gets to the nfl before i judge dwayne haskins jr who you know what i'm saying look at us from uh johnny manziel (laughs) that's one of the worst things we ever went through you know what i mean that's people who are prime (laughs) candidates that are supposed to be number one 
players Top in the team, NFL, yeah. that is a different ball game. But and then you look at Lamar have... Jackson. You got to give it that time to see what it's going to be like. Oh, you're right, 100%. and like you're saying, you give it that chance to wait till they no. get to pros and you see. The the thing about these kids that are in college killing it, they have manifested a door in front of them that now they can either choose to walk through. Some of them can't find the key, and yeah. that's the, you know. And Lamar Jackson was like, "Oh, this shit. Let me just walk right through easy. here." And Joe easy. Burrow was doing the same exact thing. Really, he was impressive. also put on Cincinnati, so it's terrible for him because I think uh, he could shine somewhere else. But that's not so terrible. Else. That's what that's what I'm saying though. If you can take a failing team and turn that shit around and make take them to the playoffs, if you can create a playoff run for the Bengals, you you just upped your demand. Yeah, I mean, with Joe Burrow, it's always been in college. He's always had plenty of time, and that's what made him, I think, so accurate. You know, LSU was so good, and they were well-equipped. You know, the Cincinnati Bengals, in terms, I've seen games that he played. He's always pressured. He's always... How tall is he? Uh, I think he's right around 6'1", 6'2". So that's a, about he's the not, perfect height. Yeah, he's not massively tall and not short, so... I mean, I used to talk to Greg and Noah, my brothers, all the time and say, like, if you can imagine years back when the Browns were just horrible, it was like we'd win one game per season sometimes. I think we went one season without a win. I used to talk to them all oh, the time. Oh, 16. Yeah. I went and I talked to Greg and Noah. I was like, can you imagine, you know, the top-tier Buckeyes team that we were, you know, in those same seasons with the Browns? Put the Buckeyes up against the Browns, and I never, I always took it in my mind as like they actually had a chance. But then, as I got more, I guess, interested in the NFL, and I actually saw the pace that they're going, those guys are the real fucking. There is no chance. You know, I've compared college games to pro games. Well, you just have to think the college kids are phenomenal athletes at their level, and then what the NFL does is looks at all that and says, "Which one of you is good as motherfucking shit?" Right. Then they take their pick, and then now you've got all the best people in the world. That's why I love the NFL. Yeah, there's it's got its problems, and it's not quite as much passion as you see in NCAA, which I love. But it is the top competitors in the sport going head to head and and if you went through all that ncaa stuff and all that passion you can't tell me that you lose that once you get to the nfl that winning spirit no matter how rich you get is still down in there somewhere and 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 obviously some dudes get lost in the fame and the money and and lose it that's what i was going to say i think it's circumstantial i think different people have different strokes like different strokes for different most of those guys are out there playing their heart out for the love of the game that's what and 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 you're right there's there's the 25 prima donnas man they want more money for that contract you know i mean i get that for Sure. sure But, I mean, I've always thought that. And that's how much I was, you know, not knowledgeable about the NFL. You know, I used to think, like, look at this Buckeyes team and how freaking good they are. And then I see the Browns and they're like, oh, and 16 or something on a season. I'm like, put them, I just want to see the Buckeyes and the Browns go at it. And then I think to myself, maybe I actually need to start watching some of the NFL. And then I did and got interested in it. And then, wow, they move at a way faster pace. Well, much faster. And that's why what we were talking about when the, the uh, Johnny Manziels and the the quarterbacks, the RG3s and the, mm-hmm. the Dwayne Tim Haskins, Tebow. the Tim Tebow. Oh, and that's the thing. These these quarterbacks that effortlessly navigated the NCAA have a much tougher time when they get to these guys. that are their, The defenses that they face are terrifying yeah. people. I mean, look at the, the biggest difference I saw. I mean, of course, there's different speed difference in every position for sure. But the biggest difference I saw was the lines. You know, these men put on the those, line are fast as shit. Those like 350, 400 they're pound dudes can still run in the high, beat me mid in to the high 40 yard 40. Dash. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, that, those combine stats are freaking insane. <laughs> I don't really understand it. I have watched some of the combine um, videos and it's crazy to see how fast. I think I saw somebody do it in like 4-2. Nearly shit myself. Oh yeah. And on Madden, uh, 
this is crazy because I skipped my Madden game. It was against Thomas tonight because mm-hmm. I knew I just wasn't going to have time to play it. Um, but I always, when it gets to the late rounds, I go by speed. In, in drafts, I, if, if it's the late picks and it really is like a toss-up and I need a certain position, I, I go off the fastest one available. Is that like a, that's your Madden league, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tell me something about that because no, I don't, as, just so it's you guys like know. It's really, I don't... outside of this, it's my only hobby that I have. And I know you play Warzone. I would probably I'm... equate it to that. Yeah, I mean, just to, so you guys know, I don't play Madden. I've tried. My brother is a big Madden player. He used to be. My friends are. They play in a Madden league. I don't, and I'm horrible at it. Well, I'm not the greatest either, but I get so much joy out of it. It's, it's just, I don't know, it's uh, relaxing to me. And uh, the cool part to me is that it's, you know, user to user. We, sure. We all start. We all draft out of the roster, you know, the current NFL roster, and build our teams and whatnot but and i never have won a super bowl i've been doing it for four or five years now but i've never actually won but i still i'm like the you enjoy guys drop out eventually like we start it when the game comes out and then you know guys will have this come up or that come up and it'll just get old they'll be over it i'm always like still playing and doing the seasons even after everybody else has dropped out (laughs) i mean that's the thing i've been asked to play in that league i mean david's told me to buy the game before todd's told me to buy mad and thomas has told me to buy mad and i'm like dude i'm just so horrible at it todd bought it but he never i grew up playing with my brother who's huge into football and was good in football in high school and everything but i mean i just was Greg never was okay. good you got to picture his size compared to his position he was online at 155 160 pounds and he yeah he, and held his own he did very well that's crazy but you know, I I've played Madden, and I just I just don't I just don't do well on it at all. I do well sometimes, but I swear Madden is one of my I don't know. It's like the universe is battling me because I don't know if the CPU just can sense my frustrations of the day. But it seems like it lets me win when my life is good, and if my life isn't going good, it reflects in my Madden game. It's Possibly so that's your own dopamine in your brain it because really you're doing well be. it's I like play, hey i just play better in. and i <laughs> yeah i focus in and and hit the stuff i need to hit at the right time when i'm when i'm having good stuff happen in my life but if i'm in a, on a bad streak or feel like i'm in a rut i can't win a madden game to save my life and then it just adds to the negativity in my life does, like, mike, does mike p play in that he he is the one who really got me into it right oh, okay. now. He's, oh, from you remember in high school you guys had that. I don't know well, if you yeah, played in that. They said, I never played in it, but they said Mike P was a part of like creating that. Just for a little information, in our high school in New London, um, I think they were kind of looking for something they could do to donate money. They were looking for some sort of raffle, and I think it was – was it Mike P that came up with the idea to throw a Madden tournament? I don't know if it was his idea I thought it was or Mike. what was going on, but I know he was an instrumental role in He'll it, it certainly happening. listen to this and then let us know what happened, but I think it – I know Mike P, was a, Mike P was a huge competitor in it at we'll least. We'll just probably have him on in the future yeah, and let him explain all about this. You know, and that's the thing. You know, Kevin and I wanted to go over what we kind of planned for this podcast at least a little bit and kind of uh, – let you know what we're doing in terms of the future. Yeah, we know the you know it's it's a work in progress. We would love to have video right now. We would love to have a lot of things going on that we don't quite you know understand fully yet, but we're gonna get there. You know, I think primarily in this first season we're gonna do you know audio only, so we can it gives us time to figure out. I think 
at least getting the video set up, matching that stuff up, and then yeah, I think in the first season, no matter what, we will have guests. Oh, certainly. Yeah, that's no gonna be that. next couple episodes. We're gonna yeah. we already have a lot of requests. But you know, we're actually pretty much we're set up on different streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts, you know, Spotify and Amazon, blah blah blah, whatever it may be. Once it comes to the video side of it, I think once we get it figured out in the second season we'll be able to get it up on youtube sure. you'll be able to watch it just as well as listen to hey, it we're Doesn't really matter. we're we're easy on the ears but on the eyes it's like we're amazing <laughs> i will take that yeah for sure <laughs> but you know i'm a big i'm a big podcast listener and i listen to joe rogan's that's on video i listen to the basement yard that's on video you know it's, it's it, kind of the it's it's like for people who it's not a, that's the thing podcasting is a whole new form of the way that you get you know, content of any variety. Um, we're used to seeing things on a television television screen, so that's you know maybe a comfort thing to be able to have that option to mm -hmm. to w see the people talking. And you know, I, I hate to come right out of this topic because trust me, Kevin and I are doing everything we can just trying to create more content for the future of our podcast. But you know, to me, I I look at children nowadays, and I know several children right now that cannot basically cannot eat food without watching some sort of device like it, it just clicks in their brain it's like if i'm eating i gotta watch i something. haven't experimented with with lincoln but i think that he would be you know he would be like what the hell is going on why can't i watch what we have is a google home hub right on our kitchen table oh, so nice. he, he sits down gets his bowl of cereal in the morning hey google play kids shows on youtube that's what he says that's badass google starts playing kids shows on youtube and he watches his shows on youtube now most of the stuff that he watches at his age is very educational he's learning he's learning it's like spelling stuff he likes that kind of thing so i'm not at a point where i think you need to turn that shit off you know i'm sure it'll get to that age where he's watching pure just like dumb jokes that cuss and stuff like that and i'll have to be like turn that off dude but right now i really think he learns more from it than it does him a disservice yeah i'm, I'm certainly not putting it in any kind of negative connotation whatsoever i wouldn't say that because i know there's so many educational shows on whether it be youtube or any platform where you can watch video but i mean it just seems like that like everybody's becoming so comfortable with watching something all the time you know? and that's we have lincoln's checkups once a year he has his you know first second third fourth and fifth year checkup that he just had this year um, the, every single time the doctor says, how is he on screen time? And she's very concerned about that. Oh, wow. Obviously I'm no expert in, you know, the pediatric Get it every medicine. Sunday, by the way, what, uh, the screen time review oh, or the well, yeah. summary, but that's what the doctor kind of is wondering about. She wants to know how often is this child on a screen and you know, by her standards, Lincoln is unhealthy with his screen time, but I don't really give a crap what she says. It's educational. I mean, she yeah, just sees no, it as some sort of dude, negative this thing. This kid would start, he, he just, stuff that you would probably struggle to teach your kid, that tablet will teach them like that because mm -hmm. it, it it puts it in a way that they it's think it's entertaining, fun. but it's, it's entertaining. Yeah. There's a little baby bum. I don't know if you've ever seen, uh -uh. you don't have, hadn't have kids around, but if you have kids in your life, I guarantee you know little baby bum. Mm -hmm. Lincoln loved that. It was like his comfort like mm -hmm. show like you would want to put it on every time he was going to sleep that thing teaches you how to count it teaches you about shapes it like he would come out and be like and like point at something that was diamond shaped and be like that's a diamond when he was two and i'm like where who told you that was that's a, the beauty that shape? Of it. and it's you know what i mean like he was he's learning things and it's, it's i think that the biggest thing is that why mainstream medicine will tell you don't let your kids on screens don't let your kids on screens it's kind of scary 
that these kids are learning things a lot faster than we learned them. I mean, I love it. I think that you have that channel, man, more power to you. But I mean, I'm not even going to, we're specifically speaking on children, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the same rel or realm, I guess, because, you know, even when I work sometimes, I'll be writing a report with the DOT and I'll be doing something that's very busy work, but I'll have a podcast in my ear. So I have that kind of same, I guess, idea of I, I don't can't, need I can't it. work like that. I don't. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're in a different. Well, no, thing, I mean, but. even if I, even if I was in a setting where I could, you know, be typing out a report on my own. I can only focus on one. If something's playing yeah, in my I mean, ear while I'm thinking about something else, then you can forget about it. I cannot do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in that same realm and not so much as watching something like or need this while I'm doing whatever. But, you know, I guess most of my work when I'm doing some sort of test or writing a report, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to a podcast, but and I'm just sitting in front of a computer. So That's kind of why I think it's so popular. I don't think – I think more people are like you than they are, than people are like me. You know, they they are able to multitask and do two things at once and focus on their task at hand and also have a podcast in the background. Oh, dude, I mean, it's amazing for me sometimes. I don't, I surprise myself, to be honest. Sometimes I'll, again, be doing these same kind of ideas of my work and then I'll get a call and I'll have my AirPods in and I'm literally talking to somebody on the phone, working out some sort of deal, whether it be, you know, developing or designing a new package and doing all this stuff while I'm on the computer and I'm still doing all of this and to me yeah that's I'm impressive just to good me. at it i don't know yeah. why i think it's just because i've become so accustomed to it over the last several years For i don't sure. think in the beginning when i wasn't receiving as many calls i would be able to do it right <laughs> i would stop and then take take when the call did you, what, do you remember the first time you ever um thought heard of podcasting and decided to give it a shot what, what was that the first time i heard of podcasting wasn't podcast specifically it was youtube uh i watched people on YouTube. Okay, I, those was, are different. Those are vlogs. But no, here's the thing. You know, it was somebody who was on YouTube but then transitioned into who is it? podcasting and that's the base me yarn that's Joe Santagato. He makes these very funny YouTube I videos. That, I think Joe Rogan had him on an episode if I'm not mistaken. I could be totally not the way time off that base, I can remember, but But maybe I maybe I'm totally wrong. But he did have somebody on who is known as the the godfather of podcasting. Oh, no, I don't think Who it's was him. on who was on, Oh, it's not. Okay, so this guy was on YouTube who and he had like a talk show on YouTube before podcast was ever oh, even it wasn't a word. That. No, 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 no. Okay, it so. wasn't a talk show. He just made these silly videos that was just okay. Funny, so he funny he made content. content and it transitioned into him having a podcast. It's been yes. very successful. Yes, extremely successful. So that's what. So basically, you've been following that guy though since the oh, beginning. Oh, long time. That's just, really that's like Nick Colletti his, in a not way. Not his beginning. Um, it was probably he started in like 2012. Uh, I think somewhere around maybe even 2010. I don't know. He's well, we, our when age. You, when we think of they started, that's when we found out about him. They probably started four years prior, and it took four years to build to a point where people actually knew who well, they were. Well, if you think about it, I mean, he's our age. So if you went back 2012, yeah, he's we missed only like the 20, freaking boat. Four dude. years prior to that, he's 16, so he's in high school. I don't think he was going that early, but right. I I know that he was very early. I know that he started on YouTube. I started watch, watching his videos because I saw him come up on my Facebook and I thought they were funny in like 2016 or something. Right. And uh, then I heard about his podcast. He could have had the podcast prior to me, but uh, or prior to me knowing about it. But um, well, that's the thing. Like, he's just funny as hell. I'm fairly new to podcasting, and really, it was the Joe Rogan thing that kind of. Well, Joe Budden was the first podcast that I listened to, and I wish that I could find the time to continue to listen to that every day. Um, it, 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 it was a really good podcast, but it's just too, um, concentrated on 
hip hop and I love hip hop. You know that, but it, it's just too focused on one subject. The Joe, when I found the Joe Rogan podcast, I was like, Oh, the fear factor guy. And the more I like found out about him no, and fear factor, UFC, just, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I didn't know about the, I didn't know. Okay. I used to watch fear factor with my mom when I was <laughs> in like middle factor. school. I used to watch fear factor mm -hmm. with my mom back then. I would remember having to do my homework and eat dinner. And then we watched fear factor. Like, and that's the only Joe Rogan I knew. I had no knowledge of his com comedic career, no knowledge of his UFC involvement, mm -hmm. none of that until this podcast of his was going viral frequently. I Not think the, the first time I really was like, what is this? Was the Elon Musk when he, Elon Musk was on there smoking on, a blunt. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that was a little clip that had. And then I said, I'm going to watch that whole episode. And that was, it was so intriguing. I was like, this is really good. And, <laughs> but this is the crazy shit. This is like his fucking like 750th episode at that point. Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing totally, but I'm, you know, estimating it's about that. It's range. a lot. I'm sure he's uh, right now. I think that's, I think I the king out. of podcasts. I think uh, he's more, Without question. he's more than that. He's going to um, pioneer to this new oh, way that we all receive our information. Well, not only that, he's doing so many different things other than his podcast. We can get to that some different time, but for sure, you know, I mean, we don't, don't want to suck his dick too much. <laughs> not to switch, <laughs> not to switch topics, but you know, to think back to Fear Factor. What? It, not think back to it, but nowadays in Fear Factor, isn't it ludicrous? Isn't no, he? it's on. It's on Netflix. The whole entire thing. Fear Factor's on Netflix season now. Season one to season season whatever. I swear, it I, thought it, I mean, Ludacris was doing it for a while. In oh the end, well, right? it's only the as far as I know. I haven't watched. It's maybe on Hulu. I may be misquoting. Hey, but either, either way, one. it's on a streaming platform that most people that aren't poor have. Um, in either one that it's on, I don't think that Ludacris is actually involved. And when Ludacris came in, it's just sad, man. I want to. I want. <laughs> what are you doing, Lou? I, I want to think about. Since we bring it up in terms of Fear Factor, I'm glad you brought that up. Think of the old MTV shows that we would only keep our – I mean, at least I know me. Our TV would only be on MTV, and there was things like Next or Room Raiders or yeah, whatever it may be. really, really. Dude, they were so good. Well, this is when, and that's what I was going to – I was about to say the same thing, and in the, in the instant that I was thinking it and it was coming out of my mouth, I decided to backtrack because they were so good in a way that – if you watch them now, you would cringe that you thought they were so Oh, good. I know. It's horrible. But Room Raiders, Next. Um, <laughs> I think of Next, not to, you can continue, but uh, I think of how much I was waiting for that guy to step off the bus and next. then just instantly Next. <laughs> that was like, oh, dude, they, oh, it was just crazy. But but if you watched it today, you'd be oh, like, yeah, this no is chance. fucking retarded. No chance. Yeah, that's um, old MTV. That's the thing is I remember. Oh, Robin Big too, man. Jeez. I hate that this... Always comes into my head, but MTV, okay, my dad um, spoiled the shit out of us. I'll just put it plain and blank. Mm -hmm. As we kids, that. we had everything we wanted, um, but we, we had this real dope bathroom downstairs that the three, me and my brother and my sister shared, um, and it had, a, it had a little shelf on the top of the shower where a TV sat, and it, this, so just so you know, I wasn't too spoiled, it was a brick TV. It was an old, like, 14-inch screen, like, about the size of a laptop today. Um, and it sat up there, but it had cable running to it. And I would put MTV on, and I'm telling you, the the amount of mornings I spent spanking it to Beyonce, dude. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> it's Yo, just is freaking insane, and I think MTV intended it just that way. Just jazing it. <laughs> They're yeah. just intending somebody's got a TV in their shower out there. Somebody's want to spank to this. Well, even even <laughs> I'm not even talking about TVs in the shower, dude. You could just be on your couch alone, and everybody's gone. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> but they, I I don't know, dude. MTV was intoxicating. And it, the, it, the beginning it was. of there or in the word intoxicating is the word toxic, and mm-hmm. it is extremely toxic. It's, I think didn't MTV specifically start out? It was only music television. Yeah, it was back in videos. the like eighties like or seventies yeah. when it first only started. popular music yeah. that they would stream constantly. Hundred percent. Yeah, and now it moved into this realm of reality TV. And, yeah, that's and, and now all they do is play reruns of ridiculousness. I have yep. and I canceled cable, and I think MTV realized that they they had their time, and they knew cable was on its way out, and they don't really do much anymore. It's the same shit with Comedy Central. The only thing I ever see on there is The Office. Because, that's it. That's and the reason why is content is being consumed in a much different way than mm-hmm. it was ten oh, years ago. Oh, definitely. It's being consumed on streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. So all of the it's ex- Comedy Central, it's Viacom owns both yes. MTV and Comedy Central. Viacom bought um, oh, who was it? Who plays Jim in the office? It's John Krasinski. Yep. He started that Some Good News, and Viacom bought him instantly. because Some of, Good News, what is that? On YouTube, um, because of the pandemic, because of show? 2020, he did. I don't know if he's doing it now. I haven't seen it. But he started a, um, a YouTube channel called Some Good News, because in 2020, we've dealt with one of the worst years we've ever had ever. Oh, Morale, so it's like a only personal, good news. doesn't matter what it is. So he created this content called some good news just to put some good news out there because nothing that's in 2020 really cool was good idea. and that's what he did he had you know guests like members of the office like yeah. you know steve Carell pam. and yeah and then jenna fisher pam yeah. uh you know he had them on there and it was really good so viacom bought him fast like really fast so then for you to say that like they're not still doing in. it yeah, well, Viacom's doing it. Yeah. Like that show's continuing, Jim, I think. And, but and John Krasinski is still the host, right? I would hope so. Well, it's silly if not. I don't know. I don't necessarily know. That's but really, and that's honestly very smart of him. And Viacom, obviously a huge company, owns everything that MTV's ever put out. Owns everything Comedy Central's ever put out. And it I'm not. Really I'm not smart. talking highly of Viacom. If we are gonna shift to somebody like Dave Chappelle. Oh, as somebody him. who's been screwed over by Viacom ferociously and why he took his hiatus and why he is and the fact that he lives in Cleveland or near Cleveland in Ohio. Zenia. Well, it's more toward I got I guess, he lives in Ohio. It's down Isn't by it Bath, Ohio. It's no. Who? Dave Chappelle? Uh, yeah. He lives thought, in Xenia or Xenia. I think it's LeBron James that had an That's, estate in Bath. Yes. That's where uh, he lives. He may or may not still. I don't think he may not still. He does. Oh, he still has, he still well, has his Bath Township home near Akron. Yes. Sure. Where do you say Dave Chappelle lived? Uh, Xenia or Xenia, as some say. I don't know. I think it's Xenia. Did but. you see him in speaking? This is crazy how it all ties together. Joe Rogan and him have been doing stand up in Austin together. I have not seen That's that. That's fire. That's badass. And they though. are also going to, their episode is going to be coming up. I mean, I'm glad it's moving into this. I'm glad you brought up Dave Chappelle. Who right now is your favorite comedian? It's Dave Chappelle. Oh, sick. Okay, good. It's always <laughs> has been. And in the fact that he has resurfed, because, okay, Dave Chappelle, when was I was gone a child. for 10 years. Listen, the whole reason I started watching you. YouTube videos was mainly Dane Cook, and I'm not I'm not gonna lie about that. I'm right there with you. The, these I don't know who did it, but whoever did it was a B&E. simple genius or a, a simple genius. They made these. It was like paint. It was like paint files where you would go on on your old computer and go to uh, you know open the paint and just draw little pictures, and they would draw pictures that you know went with Dane Cook's His routine. story. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, the Burger King, uh, you got to have coops. 
<laughs> and then, and just, Gotta have coops, baby. There's just so many that, and I think you and I were friends. Who oh yeah, would sit there and just watch YouTube together mm-hmm. and freaking die. It's really laughing. funny. Like I remember the specifically the car accident episode where it's like everybody he you, everybody sees a car accident and they just come out of the bushes. Everyone wants to look. It's like yeah, what accident? yeah. People are peeping out <laughs> yeah, at it. I love yeah, that. yeah. And that's crazy because that is ancient history as yep. far as how many years. But ago that's that where was. content started. But it lives inside of me. And okay, so Dane Cook is where I got. Where where my YouTube streaming started started at all? Mm-hmm. It was the first time I ever got on YouTube and said, "Okay, this is pretty funny and cool." And then the Dave Chappelle standups were on YouTube. I don't know how we never had to pay for this content that we received. It was Dave Chappelle and Cat Williams. Those were the two comics Badass. that I fell in incredible love with. Um, the the Dave Chappelle standups from back then are. It's it's priceless to be honest. There's, there's nothing no there's nothing better. And then he went on to do this is where Viacom comes in the the Chappelle show, which was just freaking next level hilarious and uh the only Comedy Central show that's ever competed with it in my opinion is Tosh Point oh, and I think yeah, that speaks to God. my speaks to my like taste in dark humor. Same. Those two uh, they both referenced a lot about how we're trying to get canceled, but we just can't, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, they make the freaking craziest jokes. Okay. I will do a little interjection. Steve Colbert, the Colbert report when it was on, that was fire too. Mm -hmm. And of course, South park. There's a lot of of different comedy, but you know, I was going to lead into some sort of conversation about our favorite comedians, but, um, yeah, mine without question is Dave Chappelle prior to that. Cause you had mentioned, you know, your start was Dane cook. Mine was as well. Um, that was the beginning of which it it's, it's as embarrassing Dude, as it is to say Dane Cook was, was my he, first comic I ever knew really the, about. That's the thing too is like I'm not embarrassed about it at all. I think he's still incredible. You know my um, my dad right now will mention that one of his favorite comedians is uh, Seinfeld. You know Jerry Seinfeld because he's really good. But Jerry is a legend in the comedic. I world. get it. I get it. Dane Cook is but looked none at as of somebody us. who found a basically a cheat code or a fix and he just what basically real comedians look at dan cook like what you're saying is generic and it's not that it's funny. almost like you present it you're an actor more than you're a comedian it's almost like how creators nowadays on like youtube will mimic somebody else's stuff or their skits and then get famous on it it's well, kind of but not like he's mimicking have but you it's ever seen finding that loophole the the clip of joe rogan exposing carlos mencia I have not. I think that is when he actually. I haven't heard anything was, about Carlos okay. Mencia in a long time, so it must no, have been after that know, and it killed him. No, and this is why you haven't heard shit about Carlos Mencia is mm-hmm. because Joe Rogan killed his career. Mm-hmm. This is a time when I wish we were more technically advanced and could play a clip from YouTube on video for the audience. But if you if you guys look up Joe Rogan exposes Carlos Mencia on YouTube, it is it is a clip that will remind you of Eight Mile, and by the end of this, it's it's like a ten or fifteen minute long clip, but your heart rate will be up. It is it's where Joe Rogan. Okay, I'm gonna this, have to look this up for sure. I'm a huge fan of the Joe Rogan podcast, so I Same. know a lot more than a lot of people would. But Joe Rogan got a huge start in comedy from the Comedy Club in Los Angeles, which is an extremely popular spot mm-hmm. for comedians. It's 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 like dead right now because of covid but neither here nor there joe rogan went up on stage when carlos mencia was up on stage performing at the comedy club 
Mm. And he he didn't have a mic. He didn't have anything. And this is one of the biggest no-nos in comedy is to get up on stage and interrupt another comedian's act. Kanye, shout out Taylor well, Swift. That's different. I know it's not. I know it's just <laughs> awesome to say. <laughs> it's it's similar but different as well. Go ahead. Um. So Joe Rogan goes up on stage and basically accuses Carlos Mencia of stealing other people's jokes. And Heck. Carlos says, "Fucking no, I didn't. That's ridiculous. I don't steal people's jokes." And Joe says, "I have someone here who knows exactly what joke you stole, and it was from him. So why don't we bring him up?" And then at some point. Because Joe had credibility at the comedy club, somebody brought him a mic. The, he was losing the crowd at first because, like Damn, I dude. said, like I said, he, it's a big no-no to interrupt somebody while they're doing their routine. the The crowd was on Carlos's side when it started. They were like, "Get the fuck off the stage, Joe! What the What are you doing?" And somebody got him a mic. He started talking. And and the the one thing about Joe Rogan is, you can talk shit all you want, but you're not beating his ass. Mm-hmm. Jesus. You got to be somebody special to whoop I'm just, ass. Uh, dude, I, I I can't even. I'm trying to picture it because I'm gonna watch this. It's, eventually. It is really but holy it's hell, dude. We talk about Tense. awkward for a second, and then it's like, oh, dude, for real. I love Carlos Mencia now. It's just, I fucking hate you. So Joe eventually brings the guy up on stage. It's one of his good friends, and it's a guy who opened for Carlos Mencia years back. And then on Carlos's show, he straight stole this comedian's joke. Um, and and he. Joe brings this guy up on stage. He says the joke that it was. And the YouTube video is awesome because it plays that guy, a video clip of him opening up and saying the joke. Then it plays Carlos Mencia stealing the joke. And you know what I mean? So it's even better than it would be if you were there live. I can't wait to watch this. um, But anyway, so that's where Joe, I think that's where he started real traction that he was the real deal, Mm -hmm. you know, about it. 100%. 100%. And I mean, the idea that you write in your own jokes, you don't steal people's shit, you know what I mean? It's like he's that kind of yeah. comedian. That, I'm pretty sure that what I just basically summarized to you, that there's some kind of comedy club document documentary that's out there that we could watch. I've heard them mention it on the podcast. I mean, I'll certainly look at it. I mean, I'm definitely watching that definitely, video for sure, video but I want to look yeah. into the documentary because, I mean, I love, I don't feel, I feel like it's almost underrated Stand-up comedy is one of my favorite things in the world. When that new thing about Dave Chappelle being given the Mark Twain Prize like came out, I was so excited just because everything with Dave Chappelle I love. I knew it was going to be funny. I knew there was going to be comedians up there you know, giving him praise because he is one of those icons in stand-up comedy. And just comedy in general. Did Building you, the Dave Chappelle that? show is Oh my goodness, that is legendary. The Chappelle show? Yes, yes. Well, Building yeah. that with his, I forget what his partner's name is. Did you see what happened that. with Netflix? Uh-uh. So Dave, Dave, the Chappelle show was on Netflix. Hell, I wish Just I'd have known that. Just very recently, it was about two weeks ago. Wish I'd have known that, but I've been on Hulu. Well, it was on Netflix, and everybody was watching it. Dave Chappelle released a tweet or a post of some sort, or he may might have written an email. And he said, hey. Oh, I did see that. He's hey, like, no. I didn't. No, well, he just basically said, I'm not getting paid for right, this. Right, they right, own right, the right. rights to this, and I did all of this. This yep. was all my ideas, my team, and we created this, and I don't get paid for it. I did see that. And and Netflix, respectfully, with no obligation to do so, right. took it down. They did not have to do that, and they, out of respect, they said, we respect you as a GOAT. Out of here. We're, uh, we're I mean, I, 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 I would do the exact same. Yeah. I mean, he's so good that's, at what the, he does. To me, if you're talking about companies uh, and and you know, because that's the big, that's the biggest um, debate when you get down to America, is capitalism and 
these corporations that have so much power like Netflix, like Facebook, like Microsoft, like Apple, like Tesla, like all these companies. It's as that, easy to say just money talks. But, and that's, but, but my thing is, is they have the money to have compassion. And that's where Netflix displayed that. And that's, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, Dave Chappelle is one of those guys. He has so much talent that it's just, it, it deserves to be respected. You know, he's amazing. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, when did his first special come out? When he was distant for like 10 that's years, what I mean. it was 2017, I, I think. No, his, I'm saying his first special. No, I'm talking his Netflix, his Netflix special. Netflix. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, it, it might've been like 2016, 2017, but I know when that came back out, I said, where have you been, bro? Dude. And that's the thing. This is what I've missed. You know what I love about Dave Chappelle the most? And it, it's huge to me. You know, most comedians think of Kevin Hart. And I'm not dogging on Kevin Hart's comedy. To be honest, it's not for me. He's not in my top five. I love Kevin Hart. He's really good. He's really good. He's just too loud. And it seems like he's working so hard for these laughs. He is funny. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point when you build a certain kind of life. Yeah, I mean, especially when it comes to just somebody's humor and what they like. My humor is way more Daniel Tosh or, you know, Dave Chappelle or whatever. Right, those guys are super edgy and dark. Yeah, Kevin Hart. I mean, you look at your – not sorry to speak with Kevin Hart, but go back to Daniel Tosh. He walked out. He's talking about a joke he made in uh, Louisiana in, uh, was it, New Orleans. He walked out on stage and said, fuck the Saints, man. I'm not going to pander your city just because uh, – Hurricane Katrina. No, just because Mother Nature gave you a much-needed bath. Like, that's the <laughs> shit that he said. Yeah, like, I knew that, it was going to be about I Hurricane Katrina. But Kevin Hart, to be honest, it's so – It's more like – it's, it's family-friendly, but it's not. Uh, yeah. No, it's 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 hard to describe what He's you're the, talking one of the, about. He, I think right now he is the most successful comedian in the world right now. Well, you have to think, though, those movies – that's the thing. When we're He's talking about comedians story. versus actors, those are two different things. Mm -hmm. and, and Kevin Hart might be more of a Dane Cook style, how we're talking about. He has an act that's more than anything. He has that The PG emphasis on the certain style, parts yeah. and, and yep. talking in those certain voices. And it's not necessarily that what he's saying is uniquely funny, but that – the the way he's presenting it makes you laugh. Yeah, and I I don't know. I mean, it's just to be honest, it's not for me. I mean, my comedy easily strikes hard on Daniel Tosh and uh. Dave I love Chappelle, Daniel but Tosh. Is he gay or not? I don't think so. I think he it, the, 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 deals with some issues. I didn't. Well, my thing was is I just left his show, and I don't know if it ever ended or when it ended or how it ended. I know that he also had the the cartoon show that he was doing after that. Um, what was that? Was I did something see something bear, about that. Something berry, something burry or something. Like blackberry or something. Blunderberry. Something uh, like that. I, I don't can't know. Remember. Some sort of cartoon show. And that's show. offensive. So Daniel Tosh, if you're listening, sorry, bro. We don't know the name of that little spinoff you tried to do after your show was dying. <laughs> Bumbleberry, yeah, I think it was Yeah, Bumbleberry called. it yeah. was. That's a good. Or Bumble something at least. I think it's Bumbleberry. It like It just is. sounds really good. You got the first. I got the second. That's perfect. But it sounds. I mean, I, I've watched that. It's not bad. I mean, I've seen. No, it's episodes, hilarious. Yeah, it's okay. hilarious too. But when you're talking about an animated comedy, I mean, look at South Park, man. Look no, at you can't. Family can, guy. You can. It's not you close to that. Because okay, first, this is first and foremost when it comes to animated comedies, South Park is un, you know, yeah, un, no competition whatsoever. Um, but then you have Seth MacFarlane who has. Family Guy and American Dad, which Seth are both. Seth MacFarlane is so talented, it's ridiculous. And he does like like freaking half the voices on all those mm -hmm. shows. He is so funny. But South Park is is South Park is 
my so good. favorite thing. The way well, they, one of my favorite. Honestly, when we talked about favorite shows last week, I'm pissed that South Park did not cross my mind. Yeah, I mean that would suck. But the biggest thing to me when you think how long it's lasted, number one, and how they so perfectly implement these current events into their comedy is the best thing you could do for a TV show. I think, you know, that is brilliant. The the South Park thing, they do their episodes in six days. Six days. Every week. That's I swear to God, bro. When their seasons are in, it's crunch time. They do each episode. They begin it six days before it airs, and it airs on the seventh day. So Jeez. after after an episode airs, you know whether they're working on it that night or not. It's it's so current. It's scary. That's the things that are in the news that week are in the in the South Park episode. That's what's dope as hell That's about South Park. And I've been trying to look for some sort of channel to watch South Park, and I can't find it. I don't. Yes, know. it's HBO Max. Well, I'm That's not. what I'm saying. Viacom sold. The, I mean, That's I, why I'm HBO trying. might be Viacom. That's as well. why I'm trying to find somebody. It's like because I've already bought all these. Sixteen ninety nine. We'll trade I Amazon for HBO. Damn, I don't like people to see what I buy on. You said that in the first episode. I'm not buying dicks or anything, but. <laughs> well, you said that, and I told you I wouldn't. All right. And well, you said you would give it. And heck, you never dude, gave I'll do it. it. Heck. If you don't want the HBO login, I want. Fine. I want to watch South Park from the beginning to the and end. The other, I missed a huge. You could watch Westworld on HBO. I don't even. Oh, dude, HBO that, has yeah, all of Game show. of Thrones. Yeah, 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 if you yeah. ever want to rewatch that, um, it's got everything. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones, man, it's a great show. Great show. It's one of my favorites. I know that it wasn't in yours. Yeah, it's it's not my uh, top show. I mean, a lot of people love it. David literally wanted to kill me once he you know heard that I wasn't huge into Did it. Did you end up watching it from the beginning to the end? I got through almost to the second season where everyone said you had to make it you. over that hump, and yeah. I was like, no, I can't. Right, okay. That's a lot cool. of people might kill me. I'm telling you, they're like, dude, Game of Thrones, man, it's the best show ever made. It's actually in competition of being one of the greatest shows ever created, along with Breaking well, Bad, there's, along that's with all, The Office. That's all a matter of perspective. So. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But, I mean, I don't know. There was just something about it. I couldn't get I like medieval. I like old. I like I yeah, Gladiator, I one of the it. greatest movies I ever made. I, yeah, 300. <laughs> this is part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, do you think there's anything else we didn't cover? I feel like that we've we've you know done our due diligence this week. People are probably fucking sick of hearing us talk. Uh possibly, but yeah, I, I don't have anything else to bring up. So I think that's a good place to close. All right, uh, so Kevin, take us out. We do have a Facebook page. I have a Twitter that's at k underscore r o e underscore. If you at me and talk to me or DM me or anything of the sort, I will respond. Yeah, and uh, I am simply at John Pohl, J-O-H-N-P-O-L-A-G, on Facebook and Twitter. So hit me up. We're going to be here every single Saturday. Don't you forget to tune in. We're going to be having a real good roller coaster of a ride. Right at noon. Thanks for listening.